You're listening to Time to Talk Australia. Well, do you know who is talking to 911 in this genuine emergency call? Hello? 911 emergency office, 342 reporting. Yes, my, uh, I'm address. Uh, my, someone has broken into my house. I'm hiding in the closet. They're in the house now? Um, yes, yes, they are. I just saw them walk under the attic. I have a... Is it a man or a woman? I think it was a man. Okay. It was me. I'm locked in my closet. I have a safe door in my bedroom, and I've, I've locked it, and I'm locked in the closet right now. Uh, all I saw was, like, dark sweatshirt and dark pants. I'm going up the stairs to my attic and I have a door to my bedroom that's a safe door, and I just hit the button, and, I, and I'm hiding in the closet right now. What's your name, ma'am? I have no idea how I have never heard about this one. I'm going to be taking you through that celebrity nightmare a little later. We're also talking about Madonna's two new tracks, none of which, by the way, are anywhere near as vulgar as a brand new Padam Padam parody, which unfortunately passed my eyeballs this week. I'm going to be issuing a public apology to Jake Shears fairly shortly. Stay tuned for that. And guess which share song is turning 25 in October, which by the way, means she was 73 years old when she recorded it. You are in the fortress. Welcome. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. Yes, it is time for you and I to spend a little bit of time together. Welcome to The Fortress. If you haven't done it already, look us up on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all of those usuals. Time to Talk Australia or The Golden Age of Pop Culture. My name is Tim and it's fantastic to have you on board. A lot of you will be celebrating right now. Isn't it fantastic to hear Madonna on something contemporary, something that's not embarrassing, something that is mainstream and fairly cool and very current. I'm talking, of course, about the first track that she dropped in the past week or so, Popular, which is, of course, a song by Canadian singer The Weeknd, who, by the way, I don't know much about him, but every time I see him interviewed, he seems like such a nice guy. By the way, who the hell is Playboy Carty? Is this another Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, wannabe? I don't know. Leave me a message about it. You'll probably say, how the hell do you not know who Playboy Carti is? Well, I don't. I didn't even have the motivation to look her up. Let's talk about the song. It's just so cool. It's it's pretty catchy, actually. I've been listening to it all week, um, really enjoying it. It's mid-tempo. It's a bit R&B, I would say. It talks about celebrity, which is one of Madonna's favourite topics to talk about. 
it's had beautiful feedback across the board, people saying it's a fantastic track. And what I'm noticing from Weaver fans is that we're commenting on her vocals. They're very clean, they're very crisp. Uh, it's like a throwback to old school Madonna a little bit. Not the song, but the vocals themselves. Now, at the time of recording this track, Popular has already clocked up about 20 million streams on Spotify alone. There is a little music video out. Madonna does not feature in it. It's all... Uh, look, it's pretty crappy, to be honest. It's just a bit of a montage of clips from that um, Cannes movie festival that happens. Um, I know it very much is on theme with celebrity. It's sort of... I wouldn't want to be one of the people featuring in it, to be honest, because the song's sort of mocking all these people that are shouldering each other out of the way to get in front of cameras and seeking the limelight, all the wannabes. It's more of a lyric video than anything. And of course, the other track that Madonna and Sam Smith have dropped more recently is Volga. What are you thinking of this one? I know it's meant to cause, you know, a bit of controversy, old school madonna controversy clapping back at people like piers morgan in fact i dare say that this was inspired by piers morgan in a strange way because when sam smith went on tour that famous british journalist piers actually described sam smith as vulgar and that caused quite a backlash especially from you know pop music fans and especially sam smith fans He's out there on stage wearing not very much and nipple tassels and Piers described it as vulgar. So it can't be coincidence that this is, you know, a, a classic ploy of taking the criticism and turning it around as something wonderful. You're only described as vulgar if you're beautiful is one of the sentiments of the lyrics of this song. But what do you make of it? I'm not sure. Usually when Madonna does a clapback, there's something clever about it, something a little bit smart. This is just boom, 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 vulgar, boom, 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 vulgar, boom, 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 vulgar. Go fuck yourself. You heard me, bitch. Say my fucking name. Uh, look, it's, it's not a terrible track. It's not particularly catchy. It's certainly not one that you'd sing along. So watch what you say or I'll spit your banana. We do what we wanna. We say what we got. goes back a long way this whole banana thing and madonna most notably probably on the rebel heart tour remember she used to bring people up on stage and she used to peel a banana i think she thought she was doing it seductively and then she'd make them do things with the banana either put their mouth around it or one time i think it was ariana grande who drank from it because it turned out to be you know a, a flask uh, i like sam smith I particularly loved I'm Not Here to Make Friends. I thought that was fantastic. I thought that... So George Michael. Has anyone ever said that about Sam Smith before? That his voice channels a little bit of George Michael? I can see that this is a logical collaboration for Madonna. She certainly seems to admire anyone who admires her. And Sam Smith famously covered human nature in his most recent tour, the one that he's currently touring with. 
And of course, this song is very interconnected with Madonna's appearance at, I believe it was the MTV Music Awards, where she received lots of negative press for her appearance. And uh, she actually addressed that uh, via a statement, which she doesn't normally do. She usually addresses things via an interview or a music video or a song, something like that. But here she actually said that the photographer's position distorted her face and what a shame that people weren't focusing on what she was saying rather than the way that she looked, which even as a great Madonna advocate and defender, it was a bit questionable because Madonna, it's a hard argument for someone like Madonna to make to say, please don't talk about the way I look when she spent a career creating a visual extravaganza of herself and around her as well. She has always wanted us to look at her. One thing I will say about this song, it's one of those that could blow us all away when it's done live. Now, talking about vulgar, I'm already going to get hate mail about this. I have absolutely no question about it because I don't know who Manila Lazon is, and I bet I'm pronouncing it wrong. But have a little listen to this. Now, if you're like me and your ear was sort of up to the speaker going, what, was she saying what I think she was saying? Well, yeah, come dump, come dump. I feel you in my hole. Come dump, come dump. You know I want to take it all. Come dump. I'm taking all your loads. Come dump, come dump with all your bros. I don't know. It's about as clever as vulgar, isn't it, really? Uh, anyway, it's caused a lot of controversy, as usual. I don't believe it's on YouTube. You can't go and find it. It's too rude. The video clip is um, pretty filth as well, I've got to say. It's racking up millions of views. I dare say it's probably getting as many views as Padam Padam. We spoke last time, didn't we, about Padam Padam is seen as this Kylie renaissance and fantastic, happy days. But to be honest with you, the figures are not bearing that out for me. She's just passed 11 million streams on Spotify, which is fantastic. Uh, she's passed about four and a half million views on YouTube. But that is not a mega hit by any stretch. It still might have a lot of life in it. I hope so. And I'm not trying to diminish the fact that it's a brilliant track. I was one of the first people to write within moments of hearing the leak. This is the catchiest Kylie track, the most addictive Kylie track in 20, 25 years. So I love it, and I'm not putting the song down. I just think this mythology has grown around it. But this, Cum Dump, has racked up uh, more than 2.5 million views, and that's without the backing of YouTube. It's all floating around on Twitter and other platforms where you can get this sort of seedy smut. You might even be able to find it on RedTube or something like that. Who knows? I don't know. If it brings joy, it brings joy. That's okay. I just. But when you think about it, for people like Manila, you know, getting attention is everything. And I don't 
also find that a problem because that's celebrity, right? You're, you're, you're clamoring for your spot in the spotlight. And here it is for her. So she's the one laughing, I suppose. There's no denying it, though. Between Volga and Cum Dump, it's been a fairly slutty week in pop culture. I'm locked in my closet. I have a safe door in my bedroom, and I've, I've locked it, and I'm locked in the closet right now. Uh, all I saw was, like, dark sweatshirt and dark pants. I'm going up the stairs to my attic and I have a door to my bedroom that's a safe door, and I just hit the button, and, I, and I'm hiding in the closet right now. What's your name, ma'am? Uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Sandra, what's the phone number calling from? Uh, all right, Sandra, I'm going to stay on the phone with you to the office to get there, okay? Okay. I want you to let me know if you hear or see anything at all. I, I'm, I'm in my closet. I don't think I could see anything. I'm on the second floor yet. I hear them. And tell them that I saw the guy go upstairs into my attic, which the is on the third floor. Was by location. They're entering, so they've got an open door, them. so they're coming in, okay? I hear them, yeah. Now that was Sandra Bullock in 2014, a genuine, authentic 911 call from a cupboard in a bedroom in her house in Los Angeles. Did you know about this? I don't know how it escaped me. In 2014, Sandra Bullock was woken up very early in the morning by banging and what she described as an explosion. She opened her bedroom door and there are conflicting reports about if she came face to face with a man who had broken into her house or if she just saw a man in her house. But she instantly ran to a bedroom, which may have been her son's bedroom. Her son was not home at the time because she had an awards night. He was out staying with the nanny and she... I again conflicting reports but that room may have been almost like a panic room in the sense that the door had a panic room door on it so she went into the cupboard and called 911 which you just heard while he banged and banged at some stage before she was in the cupboard he apparently did call out I'm sorry Sandy Now, here's the frightening part. When the police arrived about 15 minutes later and she was fine and they apprehended him very quickly, um, they found notes, a notebook, um, lots of creepy messages. He was obsessed with her, wanted to marry her, wanted to be in a relationship with her, and there was stacks of lurid content in his booklet about how he was going to sexually assault her essentially when they searched his house tons of ammunition and explosives and when they searched her home surveillance cameras they did discover that he had been stalking the house at least one time previously in in about three days before he broke into the house all very chilling Here's the kicker though, they didn't put him in jail. He was apparently a a very unwell person. In fact, his attorney said this, when he was getting help and medication, he was a really gentle soul. He was a good person, but he had mental health demons that he thought he was controlling. Four years later, in 2018, he took his own life 
after a standoff with police. Not Sandra Bullock related, but he was barricaded inside his home. Los Angeles police had responded to serve him with a warrant, I believe it was. He refused to come out. It went on for hours. He was threatening to shoot himself if they tried to come close. Ultimately, he did take his own life. Not so long ago, Sandra Bullock spoke publicly in a podcast, actually, with Willow Smith. Um, And I think Jada was there, too. So wife and daughter of, of Will Smith. And she spoke about never being the same again and not realizing that she had PTSD. And she also expressed a great deal of sympathy for her stalker, Joshua James Corbett. He was 42 when he killed himself. She said that the system had failed him. For those of us who love celebrity culture, sometimes we really do forget the risk involved in being such a renowned public figure. But look, I I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but yeah, that Sandra Bullock story, certainly a reminder that celebrities are human and things can happen. And sometimes we make the assumption that they've got all these laser beams and security guards and guard dogs and a moat around their house. If an unwell person wants to get close, they will. Do you remember back in the day when I think it was the Taliban made a statement about Kylie? Kylie was at the top. It was the fever era. And there was apparently a statement about Kylie representing everything that was corrupt with the Western world. Do you remember that story? It didn't make huge headlines, but it was around. What do you think about this? Do you ever worry about your idols? Do you ever worry that we are all responsible just a little bit for dehumanizing celebrities maybe we all need to take a little bit of ownership Okay, it's time for me to publicly apologise to Jake Shears. And last time we spoke, I said to you that Voices, yep, I said it's it's a reasonable track. I said it was one that I would not have on repeat. Mr Shears, I formally apologise to you. I was wrong. Voices is killer. It is unbelievable. It is fantastic. It's hypnotic, it's clever, and I love it. And I do have it in all of my playlists. I have many playlists. Do you do the same? Do you have many playlists for different occasions? So it's in all my playlists, and I am fairly obsessed with this one. In fact, no question about it, in the past five days, I have played voices many, many more times than Padam Padam. Jake Shears... Here is my apology. But I stand by my comments that this is not a duet. Okay, I couldn't let this podcast go by without talking about the extended mix of Padam Padam, which was, I know it was actually available a little while ago, but it's just been released to YouTube and it's become more mainstream now, shall we say. I don't know, guys, I have a problem with this big time. Four minutes, 
It's about four minutes, and it's an extended mix. And it's rather blah. What do they say? It's on the box. It's called the extended mix, and that's exactly what it is. There's nothing special. There's no twists and turns. There's nothing surprising. It's literally the Padam Padam track, but then after each verse, a little bit more instrumental. So first they did it to our cereal, then they did it to our chocolates, they did it to our bags of chips, and now they're doing it to our music. They're tricking us. They're making us think we're getting value for money, but we're not. We're being robbed. Is this going to be remixed, in all seriousness? Are there going to be remixes of Padam Padam coming out? Where's our Brothers in Rhythm style remix? Something that makes it brand new and completely fresh and wow, I never saw that coming. A bit like what they did with Slow. Can't get you out of my head, Blue Monday. I'm talking about Slow Chemical Brothers. And of course, the almost the beginning of it all, the Confide in Me. Was it the Secret remix? So, sorry Kylie, you sent me a personal email to let me know that the extended mix was released. I took that email, I appreciated that email, I listened to the content of that email, I not be impressed. Send me a remix, mixed by somebody awesome. No matter how hard I try, you keep pushing me aside and I can't break through. Yes, it's absolutely true. Come October, believe will turn 25 years of age. Can you believe it? So I got believe and um, the chorus was great, but the verse was terrible. And so my producer, who I never had a crossword with, kept saying, you have to sing it better. You have to sing it better. And I said, babe, if you want it sung better, get somebody else. So then he, I left. And then he said, I, the next day, he said, you know, I've been playing around with the pitch machine and I think I might have something. So I went in and I sat next to him and he started to play it. And it was unbelievable because there was never anything like it. And when it was done, we high-fived yeah. each other. And then the people from the record company, who I loved, and the Germans, I don't know why they were in there, but anyway, they were, oh, I can't say this. But um, so they said, well, the, you can't, no, you, we don't know it's you. And I went, exactly, exactly, from the beginning, in the beginning, and it spiced up the verse and it was just, it just sailed, you know? And then they said, you, you, you can't have it. And I said, well, can you bleep this? Yeah. Okay. It's my show. We can do whatever okay. you want. So anyway, <laughs> I said, okay, you can take it out over my dead body. Well, thank you for spending some time with me today. It's worth noting that we're all going to be rather irritated over the next month or so by this godforsaken Barbie movie that's coming out. It's, I mean, who knows? It might be fantastic. They're usually not, though, are they? They're usually not. I may be issuing another public apology, this time to Greta Gerwig, who directed this alleged comedy film. I just, I will watch it. There's no question about that. I might not get through more than 20, 30 minutes, but I will be checking it out. And hopefully I will be surprised. I hope. It stars Al, meaning Australian, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling's in it as well. Got a bit of ego, that man. And <laughs> if you want, if you want to lose faith in this potentially being something that you might enjoy, the premise of <laughs> the premise of the movie <laughs> is that Barbie is expelled from Barbie Land. 
for being a less than perfect doll. So of course she sets on a journey to find what true happiness actually is. <sighs> Sigh. I mean, it could be great. We've got, um, just listen to this. I, I, Kate McKinnon, Isa Ray, Alexandra Ship, Emma McKay, Dua Lipa is in here and she's already released the track. I've heard that, which is going to be part of the, the Barbie soundtrack. Bloody Will Ferrell, he's in it. Irritating man. Gee, he's annoying. Helen Mirren is actually going to be narrating it. That's surprising, isn't it? I thought they would have got Morgan Freeman. Listen, this was something that I've heard about since... I think it was around 2009 when they were starting to talk about a Barbie movie. And then I rem- and then I remember distinctly that Amy Schumer, that potty mouth who Madonna likes, um, was going to be Barbie herself. And Barbie's going to be parading around for 90 minutes making jokes about having her period. Anne Hathaway was considered for the role or was in negotiations at some point look it's been a long long trek maybe go and see it so that we can all talk about it together and talk about how tragic i mean how wonderful they did in putting together this very witty smart adventure of barbie trying to find happiness it has been really lovely spending some extra time with you this weekend thank you so much sincerely to all the people that send messages sometimes at 2am in the morning and I forget to mute my phone that is another story but who send messages and want to talk all things pop culture Kylie Madonna Janet Jackson whatever it may be and for sometimes putting me on to new stuff I really really do appreciate it it's it's lovely we are getting so many listeners in I suppose what I would call strange places or unexpected places. They're not strange, are they? Ireland, you are our number one fans. But we've also got lots of listeners in Asia, in Switzerland, the UK, of course, lots of listeners in Australia and um, not so many in New Zealand. The New Zealanders stay away from us. I'm always amazed by how few there are in New Zealand. Australia and New Zealanders don't get along. We never have we try to stay away from each other. So that might be the explanation. I'm going to leave the last comment with um, our John, who is a great fan of the show and one that is greatly appreciated by yours truly. My name is Tim. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really looking forward to catching up with you again soon. Hi, time to talk. Hi, Tim. This is John from America. Just giving a quick shout out and saying I love your show. Listen to it now as a religious listener. Hope all is well in Australia. I will be tuned in. Nai la la la. Love Kylie. Padam padam.